0: Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Erin Fraser.
1: And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, due to popular demand, we're discussing one of Bollywood's most enduring actors, Anil Kapoor.
0: First up, Yash Chopra has him play a Mumbai vagabond, turned a journalist in 1984's Mashal.
1: Then he romances Amrita Singh in 1986's Chamali Kishadi by Basu Chatterjee.
0: Finally, he must rescue Madhuri Dixit in N. Chandra's 1987 feature, Tazab.
1: Before we begin, we'd like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people.
0: Matt, we are finally talking about Anil Kapoor. Yep. An actor that I think you and I uh, have adored since we first started watching Bollywood movies. Well,
1: what would the first one we saw with him in it be? Some Dog Millionaire. Well, no, that's not a Bollywood movie. I
0: know, but that is the first time I saw him.
1: Sure. Would Race be the first one, maybe?
0: Uh, no, maybe Dil de Do?
1: Oh, yeah. Which he's,
0: he's great, great in. That great one. in so yeah. great. Uh, before we get to that, though, we have a new review. hmm Would you like to read it?
1: Sure. So this comes to us via Mandy K.R. from Apple Podcasts Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And she writes, Brilliant. Five stars. What a brilliant podcast. This podcast cr- provides good insight for anyone who may be new to Bollywood. As a British Indian, I've been watching Bollywood movies for most of my childhood, and this reminds me of just how ridiculous they can be with storylines that make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but that's Bollywood. Anything goes. The podcast allows me to keep up with what's new, as I really don't watch many Bollywood movies anymore. That's too bad. You should. Always look forward to new episodes. Smiley face, smiley face. So, thank you, Mandy.
0: Yes, that's that's great. Thank you so much. We, uh, we love to get five-star reviews. Uh, and if you want to be cool like Mandy, you can go over to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us one of them, and we'll, we'll read it out on our next episode.
1: Yeah, please do.
0: Uh, so, getting back to the man of the hour, Anil Kapoor, uh, this this has been a request. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was uh, Bali Lista on Twitter. She said, you know, like, after we did our episode with um, Manish Mathur on uh, a couple of Yash yes, Chopra films, including Lam Hay, uh, she asked, all right, but when are you going to do an episode on Anil Kapoor? And immediately, you and I nodded and said, yeah, that's got to go in yeah, the pipeline that's fine. Yeah. right away, because we love him. Mm-hmm. We love him. Uh, so, in an attempt to kind of, uh, you know, stretch this out further, and also because he has a very large filmography he's been working in the film industry for over 40 years uh we're only going to focus on uh three films from the 1980s in this episode Mm -hmm. and that way we can get an episode about the 1990s the 2000s the 2010s and you know
1: the 2020s
0: beyond Uh, so we went to twitter and asked which ones should we watch? And we got a lot of suggestions uh, and we narrowed them down to these three for a variety of reasons that, uh, you know, we'll get into as we discuss them.
1: Mainly because we could find them.
0: Yeah. One, one of the things was accessibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we do that, a little background on Anil Kapoor. When I discovered this, this fact Mm -hmm. while researching Anil Kapoor, uh, I'm not going to lie. I jumped out of my seat and got very excited. And I obviously now feel like Adil Kapoor and I are meant to be.
1: Is this when I went to the store?
0: (laughs) Uh, No, you were in the other room.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: We share a birthday.
1: Oh, wow. That's cool. (laughs) And Adil
0: Kapoor and I have the same birthday, December 24th. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, I'd really like to bond with, with him now about how, you know, so many people make comments about how close it is to Christmas and how you... Must not get enough presents or everyone must forget about it. I'm sure he doesn't get that as much being in India.
1: Yeah, I mean, Diwali presents are probably bigger.
0: Uh, But let me tell you, my birthday does not annoy me. The comments people make about my birthday being so close to Christmas annoys me.
1: I mean, you can't change the day you were born. You don't know any difference.
0: Exactly. And, you know, I don't need to be told when I, you know, go buy, uh, you know, a bottle of wine that. You know, from the clerk checking my ID that my birthday is unfortunate or regrettable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, uh, I now feel, having having learned this, I feel a little bit closer to Anil Kapoor. Good. <laughs> Do you feel closer to Anil Kapoor having learned this? I guess. By <laughs> <laughs> a proxy? The only other celebrity that I know that I share my birthday with is Ricky Martin, uh, who seems fine. That's but cool. But Anil Kapoor is much better.
1: I think mine was uh, Usher. No, oh. that's um that's my birthday. Well, buddy.
0: you do have a lot of like swag.
1: Sure, sure.
0: <laughs> swagger? Does Usher have swagger? I don't know. <laughs> All right, so um. Aniyah Kapoor was born into a filmy family. His father was producer Surinder Kapoor, and his older brother is producer Boney Kapoor. His children have also entered the entertainment industry. He is the father of Sonim and Harsh Kapoor, mm-hmm. as well as producer and stylist Raya Kapoor, who I think I we've seen every adore.
1: Harsh movie, haven't we?
0: Um, he
1: hasn't been in that many.
0: I think he's only done two, so Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sonam, though, she's pretty good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a very talented family. Obviously, Arjun Kapoor, Boni Kapoor's son, also in the family. jean Kapoor, daughter of Boni Kapoor and Sri Devi. Yeah. Uh, As well as, so Ranveer Singh
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is is one of Anil Kapoor's nephews through his wife. Okay. So he's (laughs) tied up in the family as well. Didn't he say uh, yeah. that
1: he was a complete unknown working at Starbucks, that kind of thing? But his ne- his uncle is uh, <laughs> uh, Anil Kapoor.
0: Yeah, there's it's some kind of s- bullshit. It's like third removed, or sure. he's Sonu Kapoor's cousin three times removed, but. But him
1: saying he's an outsider is not entirely
0: correct. Not entirely. Not entirely. All I'm saying is a very talented family. Mm -hmm. Uh, He made his debut in 1971 at 12, playing a young Shashi Kapoor in the unreleased Tupail Maingit. But then he officially kind of entered the film industry in 1979 with a small role in Umesh Mera's Hamare Tamare. Uh, His first leading role in a Hindi film came in 1983 in Wo Sat Din. Uh, He did star in some, like a Telugu film and a Kannada film. So, Hmm. you know, he was kind of um, bouncing around industries um, for a while between 79 and 83, kind of making films in different languages. Mm -hmm. He won his first Filmfare Award for Best Supporting Actor for Yash Chopra's Mashal, uh, in which He plays a tapuri, which is a Hindi word that means rowdy, a bit of a common uh, character trope that we see in Bollywood films at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, His interpretation proved to be extremely popular, that not only did he play similar characters throughout the 80s, but uh, his kind of style of dress and mannerisms was, you know, kind of came on vogue. Mm. Um, Like his stubble was notable, as well as, I guess, that. Red tank top.
1: Super deep B tank top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was then nominated for Best Actor in 1985 for Mary Jung, where he plays an angry young lawyer fighting for justice. He then starred opposite uh, Sri Devi in 1987's Mr. India by Shakar Kapoor, which is a movie that we haven't seen.
1: We can't see it legally. Yes, we know it's on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to access a legal copy of the film. We've been looking for years mm-hmm. um, because this is, a, this is a beloved film. It was a huge hit. It cemented Anil Kapoor's status as a superstar. It is referenced you know, to this day in movies. It's, a, it's an iconic film. There were film. jokes
1: about it in Happy New Year, if yeah. I remember right, and maybe Tizmar Khan.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. a, it's a huge and iconic film. We would love to see it. Mm -hmm. We haven't yet figured out a way. I've tried to get the library (laughs) to buy a copy. I was hoping um, that I could get them to buy the UK Blu-ray, so... Uh, if it doesn't... Well, it's expensive. And also, if it doesn't work in our player, then we yeah. like like There'll be a out. region
1: two probably. Uh,
0: so yeah, there is a UK Blu-ray, but uh, that's a different region. Does than- it
1: Masters of Cinema yeah. put it out? Maybe Criterion will pick it up. They I, should.
0: I really want to see this film. I've seen clips of it online of the songs, um, of, you know, kind of Sri Debbie doing a Charlie Chaplin or Raj Kapoor kind of get up. Uh, I, I hear it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's that it's the film that Priyanka Chopra is, like, dancing in front of in Goon uh, Day. Day. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see it. So we know that that's kind of a, a glaring oversight in our Bollywood film knowledge that we haven't seen this film. But we haven't seen it because we don't want to access films illegally. Yeah. We believe in accessing films. If you
1: get a legit copy, though, we'll do a whole episode on it.
0: Yes. yes. It looks great. Uh, he then won his first Filmfare Award for Best Actor in 1988 for Tazab. A film Makes be discussing. sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and among his 1989 releases, he starred in the box office hit Ram Lakhan and the critically acclaimed Parinda, which yep. is a film that was awesome movie. We love we love Parinda, and it was recommended to us quite a bit when we asked for suggestions. And the reason that we are not discussing it in this episode is because I did an episode. With um, Shah Shahid on the Split Screens podcast about Perinda and its Hollywood remake, which is terrible.
1: It's baffling Hollywood remake. <laughs>
0: uh, but Perinda. Did is, you know
1: that it was remade in Hollywood? Look it up. It's, it's crazy. It's
0: terrible. <laughs> um, but Perinda is is one of my favorite Bollywood films at, of all time. It's fantastic. It's and and Yolakapoor gives an incredible performance at the center of it. Um, and he
1: dresses as a baby. It's it's not. Everyone weird. everyone loves the baby. <laughs> that part. was weird.
0: That's the one thing in Perinda that I kind of don't really understand what it's doing there. This song between well, Neil him Kapoor and Jackie and Shroff are thinking
1: about when he gets married, he'll have a kid, and then what if you were a baby too? <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's very straightforward.
0: It's an incredible film. It was critically acclaimed. Uh, it ended up being. Uh, India's submission to the Oscars that, that year. That baby thing
1: probably just tanked those chances, right?
0: <laughs> Maybe.
1: I mean, the rest of it's great, it but is, uh, that's baffling.
0: <laughs> it's it's so well shot, uh, and like surprisingly bleak.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's
0: one of the bleakest Bollywood films I've ever seen.
1: I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Apart from an Anurag Kashyap film, yeah, like Ugly or something,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, it's directed by Vidun Vinod Chopra. Highly recommend watching it if you've never seen it.
1: And listen to the episode of Shah's podcast. We'll put a link.
0: Yes, we will, of course. Um, so we're going to... That that covers kind of the his, start his of... His 80s? Kapoor's career yeah. and kind of... Uh, where he was at during the 80s and at the end of the 80s. But it's worth noting that he, he's followed in his father's footsteps and he now produces films along with TV, including the Indian version of 24, which he stars in.
1: And a- Ladki, which we just talked about a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm.
0: And he's crossed over into Hollywood, kind of making him one of the most recognizable faces internationally. Now,
1: I was trying to remember this. Is the movie where... It keeps cutting to him holding Oscars and throwing money in the T-smart air. Khan. That's T Smart Khan. And yeah, actually Kumar's character is mad about this, if I remember right. Or
0: actually Khan's character. Actually Khan.
1: Khan's character is like, uh that's he stupid. He wants that stupid Indian dumb Kapoor. dog billionaire
0: money or whatever yeah. he calls it.
1: Yeah, that was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you know he I think most audiences kind of who are not familiar with Bollywood uh, would recognize him from his role in Danny Boyle's Slumdog Millionaire, uh, which obviously, you know, won the Oscar for best picture. And he got a SAG award for um, cast for that film.
1: Who wants to be a milliner. Uh,
0: He was also in uh, one of the seasons of the American 24, which is kind of where his 24 connection started. Mm -hmm. Uh, Overall, he has two national film awards. Um, one for acting, for 2001's Pukar, and one for producing Gandhi, My Father, and six Filmfare Awards. Uh,
1: Not too shabby.
0: So, Matt, why, why do you love Neil Kapoor? What is it about Neil Kapoor?
1: He seems like he's got a good attitude. <laughs> he
0: does. He doesn't
1: seem like he's phoning it in, in yeah. the movies I've seen. We might have had some where, you know, he wasn't 100% there, but usually if he's on screen, he's the thing you look at regardless just, of who else is in the room
0: yeah and it's not just and, and regardless of the quality of the film because yeah. I've seen him in some pretty bad schlocky comedies but like I total still them all. I still love him mm-hmm. you know like and and I and you're right when he is on screen he shows up and he delivers whether he's ready, to,
1: he's ready to play
0: yeah whether it's a silly comedy or a really an intense and emotional crime drama like perinda mm-hmm. I love him because he's the complete package you know, he's got classically handsome good looks that, you know, are serving him well into his kind of his, his, his current age. Just
1: a real helmet of hair, too.
0: Like, <laughs> I, I think he's getting more attractive. He's got a very silver fox thing going for him right now.
1: You look great in Nick Lockheed, the way that oh. he tied his beard and his sideburns together. Very, yeah. very well done. So
0: he's an incredibly handsome man, but then he is so charismatic. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, like you said, when he is on screen, he is the thing that you look at. He is—he's just exudes charisma.
1: And in these movies, something we haven't seen a lot from him in his later work is uh, fight scenes.
0: Yeah, he's really physical.
1: He, he's kind of doing Bruce Lee type yeah. kicking and like. Oo-ah!
0: And he can do the uh, like broad comedy
1: mm-hmm.
0: as well as um, like. Dramatic, more dramatic and emotional scenes. Yeah. And he can just swing between the two of them so effortlessly. Like, like he just, he, he's, he brings everything to the table. He's just, he's the, he's that complete package, like I was saying. And I, you know, a lot of his films, you know, most recently, Ed Gladke and, you know, some that we're going to talk about here, like Michelle, do have kind of strong um, social messages that are important. So it just, like, He's mm-hmm. so easy to like. He's so likable.
1: Well, he's got that Amitabh Bachchan kind of do anything, be anything.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: you always, you always want to see what he's doing.
0: Yeah, he's not boring. Like you were saying, a uh, uh, hair Anil Kapoor's hair, both uh, on his head and on his body, <laughs> is is notable and really like. He's just he's such a like pleasantly hairy man. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like a friendly
0: That's quote of this episode. like a friendly <laughs>
1: sasquatch. <laughs> Who you but wanna just, hang out with he's
0: really like well groomed, even yeah. when he's you know, like in Michelle, uh you know, a bit dirtier.
1: He's yeah. just
0: so well groomed. And would... he wears clothes so well.
1: Yeah, some people don't wear clothes well. <laughs> I'm one. <laughs> I know what it's like. No, but, but he just
0: like he looks so good in a suit.
1: Yeah, but he also strategically has like a medallion or something to highlight the uh, chest hair.
0: Yes, he does. So I don't think I'm reaching when I say that he has a universal appeal. Sure. Men like him, ladies like him, children like Men
1: him. Men wanna be him, women <laughs> wanna be with him.
0: Hollywood likes him. Bollywood likes him. We like him. And our listeners like him.
1: Never heard anything untoward about him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, knock on wood at this point, you never know what's gonna come out about anyone. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> um, but I he that being said, um, off screen, he seems like a great guy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have followed him on Twitter for a long time, watched interviews with him on, you know, Coffee with Koran and the like. Uh, he even liked our friend Manny Schmethor's tweet about um, a, about an article he wrote about what Ekladki meant yeah. to him, which we've linked yeah. to before. Um, and that will endear me to him for life. You know? He also
1: doesn't seem like he's like a helicopter star parent type either. Well, His kids are kind of going off and doing whatever they want. And yeah. it doesn't seem like he's hovering around saying, "Here's my kid's new movie. Watch my new movie with my kid."
0: But he is supporting them.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, you know, he's really supported um what Rhea and Sonam Kapoor have have done and kind of their um, them kind of really developing this brand of uh, female fronted films about, you know women's issues good chick flicks girl movies you know mm-hmm. i i hate to use the term chick flick because i feel like it sounds dismissive or derogatory but it, it shouldn't be and I women's don't think pictures it
1: is. yeah <laughs> to use the 1940s version
0: so we love neil kapoor and uh we were very excited to uh to do this episode
1: also all three of these movies are very good Yeah. I would say.
0: Yeah, our listeners really, thank you guys so much. came
1: through with some excellent recommendations.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for all of these recommendations. When the one
1: I was super excited to watch ends up being like the worst of the three. Yeah. (laughs) The other ones are even better than the one I wanted to see. So, yeah, that's good.
0: Uh, But before we get to that film, uh, we are first going to talk about Mishal, which means Torch. came out in 1984. It's directed by Yash Chopra and it was written by Javed Akhtar. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, It stars Dilip Kumar, Wadita Raman, Anil Kapoor, Rati, Agni Hortri, and Amrish Puri, And it is based on a well-known Marathi play, Ashrunchi Zali Fool. Matt, why don't you set up this one for us? I've been talking a lot.
1: Sure. Uh, So this is a kind of street-level metaphor for Indian society type movie. Mm -hmm. In fact... uh, Dilip Kumar and Anil Kapoor often refer to Anil Kapoor's character as being a scum of the society. Mm. And yeah, so it means torch, which is kind of a weird name. Must mean like lighting things up, Mm. bringing things to light. Uh, Dilip Kumar is a crusading newspaper man called Vinod Kumar who gets fired from the paper he works at because he wants to write articles about Amrish Puri, who's a local gangster entrepreneur, I guess.
0: Yeah, he's a thug.
1: He's a thug. He's a,
0: like a gang boss.
1: Yeah, he's, he's rich now. A racketeer. Now. Yeah, he's rich now. He runs all the liquor and uh, gambling in town.
0: A real Stringer Bell type. He's
1: kind of a Stringer Bell type. He's, he's removed himself from having mm-hmm. to do dirty work, and now he kind of just manages.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so Kumar gets fired and ends up having to move to... Uh, a slum, because he loses his job and he loses his house outside of towns in Mumbai. They, it would have been Bombay at the time, but the subtitles kept yeah. saying Mumbai, and I thought it was a little distracting. But I could kind of see why. I don't know.
0: But they were saying Bombay. Yeah, they were
1: definitely saying Bombay. <laughs> yeah. um, and they move out there into uh, a house that's kind of involved in legal issues, so it's you know, available. Mm-hmm. No one lives there. And he finds a warehouse there and is able to start a new paper that he runs, it's a social issues paper, mm-hmm. focusing on stuff happening in the slums and uh, of interest to locals. While there, he meets Anil Kapoor playing Raja, who is a, as you mentioned, kind of a Gunda type. Not really an organized guy, more a step up from a street urchin Mm -hmm. he's like an old urchin
0: a vagabond
1: (laughs) he's a vagabond yeah he's um he runs around with his gang of buddies they play soccer they get drunk uh they occasionally harass shopkeepers but they're not up to anything too bad no they don't kill anybody they're not doing drugs their big scheme is to um sell movie tickets for like two rupees a of uh profit. So Yeah,
0: they're like low level thugs. Yeah,
1: they're not they're not too bad. Um Dil Kumar kinda takes Anil Kapoor's character under his wing though, after Kapoor kind of harasses him on behalf of Amrish Puri. They want him to leave the neighborhood and Kumar's like, No, you know, you actually kind of have a good heart and I feel like you remind me a little bit of me at your age. I can help you out.
0: It's partly because Anyo Kapoor helps his wife get to the hospital.
1: Yeah, she has some movie issue where... <laughs> a movie disease. A movie disease where she clutches her side and says, Oh, no, it's happening again. We don't really know what it is. Um, at least it didn't say in the subtitles. So they become friends, and they have a bit of a contentious relationship because Raja occasionally does small, petty little crimes, and Jill Kumar is like, Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Why am I even hanging out with this thug to begin with? But,
0: but Dil Kumar really believes in him and believes that he could be a better person.
1: Yeah, so in order to do so, he calls in a favor with his friend who lives in Bangalore, and he sends uh, Raja out there to get an education and become, you know, what he could be. Anil mm-hmm. um, Kapoor's scene where he describes what it was like for him when he was five, and his parents went to a store. His dad worked as a uh, textile maker. And he wasn't even allowed to touch fabric in a store that his dad had made because he was too poor and the shopkeeper hated him. And his mother, her hands burned off because she was a launder laundering woman. She died too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where he got his award from. Just good, you know, meat and potatoes, melodramatic acting. Um, but while, while Raja's gone... Dilip Kumar has a bunch of bad things happen to him as Amrish Puri is tired of this new paper talking about his enterprises, so his house gets repossessed, all his stuff gets put outside in the rain, Uh, his warehouse burns down, so the newspaper's gone, and his wife tragically passes away while they're roaming the streets trying to find someone to help them. So Dilip Kumar becomes a gangster to take down Amrish Puri's operation. Mm-hmm. And when Anil Kapoor gets back from Bangalore, a new man, he wants to be a crusading reporter, type too.
0: Oh, um, right, communist newspaper.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Daily Comrade. I think it's called Comrade Daily. Um, they kind of come to blows over this because Dilip Kumar has become everything that he hated. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say what happens after that, but it was really good.
0: I loved this film.
1: It's three hours long, a full meal deal.
0: It didn't feel like it though I, I I never really felt like it dragged even kind of some of the smaller uh romantic snuff between Anil Kapoor and Rati Egnihotri. um, you know, that stuff. she
1: works for the paper too. she said works yeah, for that
0: stuff was was sweet. you know, there's a really good holy scene in the slum that like I think, you know, if you were looking at things to excise, it's like, oh, well, all of this kind of like, um, just kind of fluff, right?
1: But then but, this worked later when you hear the song that they were singing as Wahida Rahman dies. You yes. Hear the, with you, it's Diwali every day song, and it's very sad.
0: Exactly. So there's there's actually you know, while you know having a rather long runtime, I didn't think like there was anything here that felt superfluous or unnecessary. I, thought, I actually thought it was pretty tight.
1: I mean, this is it's the just sort a of big movie. Story. This is the sort of movie. If you made it now, it would be a eight episode TV show. Yeah. Because there's big twists of fate that encounter characters. The characters have a lot of time to develop and grow lots of action, lots of kind of behind the scenes of how to run a criminal enterprise, that kind of thing. So yeah, this would totally be a TV show these days.
0: And it was. And I'm surprised.
1: So... Uh, I'm actually surprised all three of these have not been remade, remade in some respect.
0: Mm. It was so incredibly well shot too. Like mm-hmm. There was, you know, some scenes where, Oh, especially scenes where Dilip Kumar and Amrish Puri were facing off and, and Yash Chopra would have the camera kind of circle them, and then kind yeah. of find focus on kind of Amrish Perry's diabolical face. Amrish the, like the greatest villain. He's in an all amazing. Of villain. Yeah, <laughs> like he just he brings so much evil to his face.
1: <laughs> There's some great juxtaposition where Dilip Kumar's face is superimposed. Well, I guess fire is superimposed on his face when his wife's funeral pyre is happening, and mm-hmm. he remembers the warehouse going up. And then, it is a little bit avant-garde, but there's about two minutes, I guess, where you see Anil Kapoor going to school, mm-hmm. doing debates, reading books, that kind of stuff. And then superimposed on top of this, or behind it, it kind of shifts. Uh, is Dilip Kumar breaking up rackets mm-hmm. and stealing money and you know burning down gambling establishments? And it was a bit more avant-garde than I remember Yash Chopra being.
0: Yeah, there's some some showy camera work here um, and techniques, but it's all in service of um, this larger story and the message that that the film has. I was really impressed. We've seen you know, Uh, Some of Yash Chopra's later films, when he's more in his romantic phase, but I'd really like to see more of of this kind of more social justice phase of of his work. These films can be harder to get a hold of, unfortunately. You know, we're still a lot of them are on iTunes, though. Yeah, some of them, but Itifak still can't find Itifak. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was I was really impressed. Um, I thought this this movie like really held up and still felt relevant
1: yeah apart from someone moving to a city across the country and then just not hearing about what their mentor (laughs) has gotten up to I mean maybe he would have to change his name or something
0: or journalism being a profitable enterprise and (laughs) And (laughs) a
1: openly well maybe this is still true in India but an openly socialist newspaper um Hi from postmedia owned Canada. We don't have any socialist newspapers anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. At least big ones. They're all conservative now. But the idea of a crusading newspaper columnist is kind of quaint, but I also liked it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Would now it'd be, a it would be, now it would be like, like a blogger or, or a blogger. Yeah,
1: some Well, it would be the same thing that Babash Joshi superhero does. Oh
0: I was gonna say or um I know, I know you're not gonna like this, or like uh, what they did with the Venom in the new
1: Venom. Film. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love to see Nikolaj uh, <laughs> Poor play Venom. Why not?
0: Well, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you know, instead of a journalist, he's, like, he's a
1: citizen journalist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's the way you would do it now. And mm-hmm. maybe it is like Babish shows superhero where it's kind of anonymized, so you the, the the younger character wouldn't know about his mentor turning evil.
0: Yeah. As someone with, um, you know, kind of like left-leaning politics who also has a lot of respect for journalism and a desire to see, uh, better, more, uh, left-leaning journalism, uh, where we are, I like really appreciated, uh, that angle in, in the film and, and, you know, uh, I did feel like I was you know I had a bit of like rose colored glasses on like oh man imagine imagine having a socialist newspaper that was actually reporting on these things that are important.
1: I mean the the Edmonton Journal actually did win a Pulitzer for reporting during Bible Bill Eberhardt's reign so like it used to be a real combative left-leaning paper now it's just a you know shill for post media and American business interests Mm -hmm. so yeah it's scum pee on their mailboxes do it. (laughs)
0: I don't know if I quite suggest vandalism, but...
1: No, you're just yeah. peeing. It's not vandalism. <laughs> but yeah, I,
0: like, I, like getting, so, getting so, back to the film. Sorry to
1: Karen for that one, by the way. <laughs> uh,
0: getting back to the film. I really loved it. I, I thought it was really captivating, really gripping. I, Like I said, politically, I uh, had... I appreciated what it had to say. Um, but it's also, it's just, it's very, you know, it's very engaging, and Anil Kapoor's great.
1: I mean, it, it, it's, not, it, it's it's not a movie that's aged well, but yeah. it could also come out in the 30s. Yeah. Like, it It seems like it would work at almost any era, the same story.
0: It's got Yeah, it's, it's got a bit of a, a timelessness to it.
1: It could be a James Cagney picture, that kind of yeah. thing, you know?
0: So Anil Kapoor, his performance here, thought he was great.
1: He's fantastic. I mean, I like him better as a thug. I think when he gets back and he's college educated he's, and a, kind of a nerd, he's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But uh, as a thug, he's fantastic.
0: But so, he does a good job kind of making that transition. Yeah,
1: yeah, you believe it's the same guy who's kind of evolved. But yeah. uh, I just liked him better when he was, you know, pulling his knife out and threatening people and having a very deep V.
0: <laughs> yes, a lot of chest hair on display. All right, well, that brings us to our interval. Sure. What are we listening to, Matt?
1: So we're listening to the song that teaches you how to count from uh, Tizop. It's called Ecto Teen. This episode's all about anil kapoor one of our favorite actors and recently he just did a film with his daughter sonam kapoor called ekladki kodeka to isalaga now it's a brave little film about uh, lgbtq coming out in uh, rural india which is something that you don't often see in uh, bollywood films another organization who uh, believes in accepting people for what they are is atb as they say Acceptance everywhere starts with acceptance here. With representation across Alberta, including rural communities, ATB's internal LGBTA network is working to transform ATB into the place to work for LGBTQ plus team members and allies. Through engagement, outreach, and education, they're building a diverse and inclusive workplace where all ATBers are free to be their authentic selves. For more information on ATB and Pride, check out atb.com pride.
0: For anyone who has ever seen Anil Kapoor on screen, it should come as no surprise that he's had a long and varied career. But how can you pack so much talent into one man? I'll never know. But it probably has something to do with his birthday. After all, those of us born on December 24th are naturally gifted. Now, you might be thinking this sounds like some sort of Capricorn conspiracy, and I really couldn't tell you if it is. But the hosts of It's a Conspiracy, Andrew, Charlie, and Greg, might be able to. In their podcast, they lay out the beliefs behind selected conspiracy theories, alternative accounts, legends, myths, and more. They do their best to explain these without offering opinions on validity, accuracy, etc. Until the end of each episode. You can find It's a Conspiracy! exclamation point, and the rest of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, member podcasts at albertapodcastnetwork.com So that was Teen from Tazab. Now as this is a Neil Kapoor episode, I understand it would have been I don't know, more fitting It's not like pick, he's singing though. <laughs> to pick a song in which kind of um, he's on screen.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, he sings it later. Well, he does. Well, he sings in scare quotes. He, has a, he uses the same song in a scene later yeah. on.
0: But ectotine is uh, such a it's banger. a banger, yeah. And it's so iconic that obviously we had to use it.
1: Yeah, it taught me how to count, at least to three. <laughs> I can never figure out what they're saying for four.
0: So, before we get to Tazav, um, are you first going to talk about Chameleki Shadi?
1: Oh, right. He's Bollywood Kurt Russell. Oh. You know how we talked about this? Okay. Okay. Okay, so. Amazing hair. Yeah. Lovable everyman rogue. Mm-hmm. has matured into fantastic character actor, beloved by directors.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that makes sense, right? They have a similar career path. Although I think his movies were actually a lot more successful, like The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, Escape from New York. All, all those didn't do gangbusters the way that Kapoor did.
0: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can see I can see a similarity in, in, in persona and, and, and kind of aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just hope he doesn't share Kurt Russell's politics. Oh. Because you know Kurt Russell voted for Trump.
1: Uh, well every rich American does, so
0: <laughs> I mean I love Kurt Russell too, but Yeah. 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 All right.
1: But that, that that that's kinda how I see him as like yeah. a distinguished elder statesman who's also like kind of approachable. Yeah. Like he seems like he might say hi to you if he saw you, right? Like
0: <laughs> But you're right that he does kind of straddle um kind of a character actor leading man thing. Like
1: He's a character actor, but the character is himself. It's just a character you can always put into movies because people like him.
0: So more of a star. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so our next film is Chamalee Ki Shadi. Came out in 1986. It's directed by... Same year
1: that we came out. <laughs> yes.
0: Directed by Basu Chatterjee. It stars Anil Kapoor, Amrita Singh, Amjad Khan, and Pankaj Kapoor. I did not notice that that was Pankaj Kapoor while we were watching this.
1: Is that her dad? Yes. Really?
0: I did not recognize him.
1: He's got that hat on and glasses. So and like that, that little, little mustache? Weird. Yeah, a little Hitler mustache. I
0: like did not realize that that was Pankaj Kapoor. <laughs>
1: wow. Huh, interesting. You didn't either. No, I didn't. Until he just showed me.
0: Yeah, that blew my mind. Uh, so. This, this is, is like
1: a nice small-scale movie.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a slight rom-com that I think um, is a lot more progressive um, than it initially kind of appears to be. I think this would be like an easy movie to dismiss, um, but actually it, it has a lot to say.
1: This is the one that could very easily just be transported to modern day. Yes. All they would have to do is send text messages instead of mailing or... Some kind of anonymizing message thing. Yeah, Snapchats. It sends Snapchats to each other, and that's how this would work. The rest, you know, timeless.
0: Yeah. Anil Kapoor plays an aspiring wrestler.
1: Named Charandas.
0: Who has been told by his, like... um, Guru. Yeah, his guru, his, like, teacher... That he shouldn't uh, fall in love or get married until he's 40.
1: And he's in his late teens, early yeah, 20s. Huh?
0: early 20s. But that goes awry when he runs into the extremely vivacious and likable Emrita Singh. I will and say... he is immediately smitten.
1: Yeah, he immediately is like, you know, this wrestling <laughs> thing is stupid. Uh, they didn't make it very clear that in the first scene, he's like auditioning to become a wrestler and then the next scene has been like two and a half years and it took me a while to figure out like oh he's been wrestling for a while he just wasn't like preternaturally good at wrestling (laughs) yeah and the other thing about the wrestling it's not the kind of thing
0: oh it's not like the mud wrestling yeah (laughs) yeah
1: it's not like a Dongal or Sultan style wrestling it's like pro wrestling <laughs> yeah. which I thought was hilarious
0: because Anil Kapoor is so smitten with Amrita saying uh, who, whose name is Chameli that he can't get her out of her head that when he's wrestling he imagines her in the ring with him and beating she's him up beating him up Oh, my God. Is he
1: getting beaten up by... This scene, this
0: song is amazing.
1: Is he getting beaten up by his opponent during this whole song, and he's just, like, enjoying it? Because he's enjoying it in the song sequence.
0: It's great. And Armita Singh is in, like, this leotard, and she's got, like, her hair up in, like, a ponytail. And Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. She's just... She's got so much spunk, and it's great. So... He's not entirely sure what to do with, um, with, with you know, how to proceed. Also so, as a
1: wrestler, he's never had a job and doesn't have any money.
0: Yeah. So, so he's
1: living with his elder brother and his wife cause their parents died.
0: Yeah. So he goes to Amjad Khan, who is a lawyer,
1: a very, <laughs> like probably the friendliest lawyer I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs>
0: And uh, he helps him write letters that he then sends to Amrita Singh so that they can start this budding romance. Meanwhile, Amrita Singh's friend is, like, unsure of this guy. Uh, and there's, like, some back-and-forth letter exchanging and then some going out for, like, kind of uh, chaperoned dates at a restaurant where...
1: Hilarious misadventures ensue.
0: Yeah, where there's just hijinks about, like, who's going to pay the bill and how the bill's going to get paid. And again, Amjad Khan, like, just gives... And he will go for a bunch of money to help well, woo this girl. <laughs> he
1: gives him a hundred uh, rupees to pay with. And he also gives him a couple thousand to flash in his wallet. Yeah. So, And he wants that part back.
0: <laughs> but it's still like, he's just, he's very generous.
1: Like, w- I wanted to know why these two guys <laughs> knew each other and why they liked each other.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile... Uh... Amrita Singh is not getting along with her parents um and they do not approve of Anil Kapoor because
1: he's higher caste.
0: He's of a higher caste than Amrita Singh and Amrita Singh's father Pankaj Kapoor is planning on running in a local election and so can't have his daughter marrying outside of her caste. And so he's yeah trying to set her up uh, with a, you know, an, a suitable boy, an appropriate boy. Uh,
1: Various ding-dongs that they <laughs> find in the newspaper. In
0: their community. Um, but she's not having any of it. And it eventually kind of resorts in her being locked up <laughs> and Anil Kapoor having to kind of, again, seek help from Ajad Khan to uh, get her out and arrange for them to be married. <laughs> mm-hmm. What makes this film uh, so lovely is just is this relationship between Anil Kapoor and Amrita Singh. They have so much chemistry mm-hmm. and, and they're just a delight to watch together. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of these these young 20-somethings, like not sure. Well, of- hold
1: on. She's 18 or 19 because we know that she failed the eighth grade four times, right? Uh. So she is like old she's enough. Legally she's legally
0: allowed to get married. But she's
1: just in grade eight for the fourth time <laughs> yes. for some reason. I didn't really catch why this happened.
0: I love oh God. Okay. So I'm Rita Singh, uh, who is an actress uh, that we've talked about before in kind of um, smaller roles that she's she's been doing now since she's returned uh, to acting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and so we haven't, this is the first time we've seen uh, her her earlier stuff. Um she is the ex-wife of Saif Ali Khan and the mother of uh, Sarah Ali Khan. And I think you can very much see in, in Sarah Ali Khan's first two films uh, a bit of a bit of her mother mm-hmm. in her. And so watching Chameli Shadi, I was frequently struck at how much Amrita Singh reminds me of her daughter, Sarah Ali Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been wanting to to watch more Amrita Singh films for a while because I've just I've loved her in in films like Two States, which I think is a really thankless role where she actually kind of has to be a bit of a the
1: bitchy mother type. Yeah,
0: a bit of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, but then she's also delightful in a flying jet. Um, recently, she was in Budla, which I didn't think was a great film, but I just
1: she was a pretty effective murder grandma who lives in Scotland
0: <laughs> yeah I just I really I really like her so uh, you know watching um, watching this film when she's kind of in
1: her prime in her
0: prime I guess you would say you know when she's a young starlet I just I it, she she was exactly exactly what I was hoping for mm-hmm. I think she's uh, so charming and spunky and what's great about her in this role and with this performance is this film is far more interested in um kind of female desire than i ever expected it to be mm-hmm. you know she she like she likes him and she you know the, there's like that song sequence, like we we're talking about, even though it's from Anil Kapoor's imagination, he's like she's going after him. It's about
1: mm-hmm. like she
0: is just as into him as he is into her. So it's not one of those Bollywood romances where the guy kind of chases the girl until she gives in.
1: No, they're she, chasing each other until she's physically locked in a room.
0: Yeah, like she she clearly has the hots for him, mm-hmm. and you know, and when she talks with uh, with her friend in, in those kind of like Anita, yeah, and those in those kind of uh, girlfriend scenes, like. She, and Anita's kind of trying to coach her of like testing him or going slowly. She's just kind of like, well, why should I?
1: Yeah, I, why would I wait around?
0: Um, so yeah, I just I really appreciated that this film had a young woman who is kind of just as uh, just as horny and just as eager as as, as the the male.
1: Vivacious, that's the exactly. word. Exactly,
0: she's vivacious. Um, what did you think of Emrita Dasengi? I
1: mean, she's great. You said it all.
0: Especially after only seeing kind of um, her most recent work where she's, you know, she's she's much older. And she's Yeah, she's playing moms and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. No, she's uh, very spunky. Um, she
0: has the most glowing skin.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't shut up about how good her skin looked. Was... The,
0: the transfer for this film looked incredible.
1: Yeah, it's true. I think this was on Amazon Prime, which I can't, can't say I love Amazon, but it looked amazing. Actually. It looked really good. Yeah. It, looked, it probably looked better than Michelle did on iTunes. Yeah. And definitely better than Tazab did on YouTube, but, you know, that's YouTube. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the the print that they had must have been in great shape.
0: But,
1: mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, she's a delight.
0: Mm-hmm. And you really liked this movie.
1: I did. It was an extremely charming rom-com that yeah. was not too kind of patriarchal. Um, it wasn't stupid, Rom-coms often have well, we'll, we'll see in Teza, but like a Johnny Lever type who will show up and dick around with some bullshit for 10 minutes and then you get back to the movie cuz they think you need, you know, a comic relief character. But oh. if you have entertaining enough main characters, you don't need some uh, like dumb guy to walk in and pull faces and say stupid jokes. Yeah. Like, if you just enjoy the main chari- the, the main pairing, that's funny enough as it is.
0: And the stakes were always very clear and there was very like clear obstacles to their relationship. Mhm. So, you know, nothing felt kind of
1: It wasn't contrived forced
0: or contrived exactly, yeah. Yeah.
1: You could I mean, locking your daughter up in her room is a bit extreme, but it's not that far out of, you know, conception. Mm-hmm. It's something that might happen. You might you might be a little bit concerned about those parents, but, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility.
0: Mhm. The real MVP of the whole story is Amjad uh, Khan. Though.
1: <laughs> yeah, Amjad Khan is just this, you know, lawyer who <laughs> I think he kind of takes. He
0: manipulates it everything. A,
1: I think he just kind of takes it on as a as a challenge. Like, could I actually do this? You know, can I actually just make this community better by having these two get married and um, you know lower coal prices for everybody?
0: He's a you know who he is. He's like the uh, Friar in Romeo and Juliet. But he doesn't mess up.
1: It goes a bit better, yeah. He also kind of looks like <laughs> On the Giant, so I was happy to see that. Just, yeah. Just a big, friendly lawyer.
0: <laughs> but he's totally, yeah, he's totally the friar in Romeo and Juliet, but he, instead of, like, everything going badly, everything goes exactly according to his plan.
1: Yeah. He's just a genius.
0: <laughs> All right. So that's Chamele uh, Yeah, It's a very light, frothy rom-com uh, that I think, yeah, like I said, I... Uh, has more substance than it might appear.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, more really substance enjoyable. than most modern day rom coms, to be honest.
0: Yeah.
1: Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I got a real Barely Keep barfi vibe off this. Mm hmm. Because mm-hmm. Amrita Singh's not your typical damsel type. She's. I think Pankaj Kapoor even says it that we raised her as a son because we didn't have one. Yeah. That same sort of tomboy type. I to educate her. And you try to educate her and it didn't really take, I mean, she got her grade eight, so that's good enough.
0: But she, she her character and, and that performance is, I think, the thing that makes um, this film shine.
1: Yeah, if you didn't have her and that character wasn't as well realized, then yeah. yeah. And Neil guy is, he's fun, but he's not really the reason why you're there.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, despite the fact that this is an O'Neill Kapoor episode, the thing, my big takeaway from Shemili Kishadi is uh, Emeritus Lane. I
1: mean, he's the supporting character in both these movies. He is not in Tazab, though. He is the main character in Tazab, I would say.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Tazab, a movie that you've been dying to see.
1: Yeah, I don't remember why. I think because I'd heard that it was based on Streets of Fire, and I thought, oh, An 80s Bollywood Streets of Fire, and I'd heard the song Ecto Teen in Boggy 2, which the dance sequence with Jacqueline Fernandez is literally the only good part of that movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could skip everything else. So I thought, oh, I'll watch the original uh, version of the song. And it was even better. Yeah. So I was like, okay, based on Streets of Fire somewhat, and has a great song. I gotta watch this.
0: And Neil Kapoor was also like a big... Pull for you. Well, oh, yeah. Really
1: I really always like it. And
0: Yolke Streets of Fire. Come on.
1: Yeah, perfect.
0: Uh, so, Streets of Fire is a 1984 Walter Hill film. Walter Hill is probably best known for directing one of uh, our all-time favorite films, The Warriors.
1: He also did 48 Hours, then he kind of, like, 80s action comedy.
0: Yeah, yeah. and uh, The Driver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most recently, he did a, like weird revenge sex, sex change, change film right. with Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Um,
1: you can give that one a miss, I think.
0: Yeah. Walter Hill's like... He's this. He's like this schlocky kind of 80s exploitation director who... Um, you know, is, his films can sometimes be better or smarter than they appear to be, but usually by accident.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Streets of Fire, if you haven't seen it, you probably... At least, if you played video games, you probably have a sense of what it's like based on like every side-scrolling fight 'em game, beat 'em up mm-hmm. game, because like the way that the gangsters look in the in Streets of Fire and just the general ambiance and tough guys on a '80s street at night getting into brawls, like. I think it actually did influence popular culture quite a bit. The movie didn't do very well.
0: Yeah. It's like
1: a a cult classic now.
0: Yeah, it's like a rock musical Mm neo-noir with um, Willem Dafoe and uh, Diane Lane.
1: Yeah, and I forget who plays the main guy. One of those 80s actors. Yeah. Uh, And also Rick Moranis is in it. Mm -hmm. So it's got a lot of fashion and good... uh, I wouldn't say the acting is amazing, but uh, (laughs) it's a good idea for a movie. So then yeah. I thought, well, if they remade it in Bollywood featuring a Kapoor and Madhuri Dixit, this has to be good because, <laughs> you know, they took a, a good idea and then executed it. And Anupam Kher is a very sleazy uh, father. Yeah. Um, also in the movie are Suresh Oberoi, Chunky Pandey, and Kiran Kumar, as well as Johnny Lever, um, which as soon as he came on screen, we both looked at each other and said, Shit, <laughs> and we knew we were in for ten minutes of dumb dicking around.
0: Well, or looking at our phones.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we may not have paid a hundred percent attention during the various schoolboy antics of one Jay Lever, <laughs> um, but the film's directed by N. Chandra. It's the highest-grossing Bollywood film of 1988. And it ran for 50 weeks. That's a that's a jubilee, isn't it? Silver jubilee. Golden, I think. Go, I think I think gold seventy-five. Mm. It's one of the Jubilees, though. Like, if yeah. you if you have a movie in theaters that long, like, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And it was nominated for 12 Filmfare Awards, including uh, Madari Dixit getting her first actress nom, uh, and it won four. Best Actor, Best Female Playback Singer, Best Choreography, and Best Dialogue.
0: Yeah, so... Choreography. Huh. For guess... Ecto-teen. Ecto-teen, okay, yeah. And Best Female Playback Singer was also for Ecto-teen. That song is a banger, and our friend um, Piyush who's been on the show before in an episode where we were discussing uh, Manny Ratnam, uh, he talked about hearing this this song everywhere growing up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. in Or I guess like the late 80s, early 90s in uh, India.
1: Yeah. Um, so the movie starts with that song, basically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a little bit of preamble, but we see... Uh, and
0: Tazav means acid.
1: Tazav means acid. So I guess uh, at the very, very start... Um, Ker is living in a mansion, and we later find out that his daughter, Madhuri Dixit, is living there. And he's menaced by some local goons who pour some acid on his trees and say, look, we, you owe a bunch of money, pay up. So uh, uh, Anabamkara's daughter is a dancer and singer.
0: Mohini. 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 Yeah.
1: And he's essentially renting her out to various uh, nightclub guys yeah it's pretty sleazy actually he loves,
0: to drink. he loves
1: to drink and this <laughs> this one sleazy nightclub owner invites him to his house and there's a great scene of him saying like mm, i would like a drink and then they open up the liquor cabinet and he just his eyes light up i see the same look on Aaron's face every time she goes to the liquor store too she loves it she doesn't have an alcohol problem but she loves buying alcohol
0: i have a cocktail blog
1: yeah But the same same look on your face, just like, ooh, look at all this hooch.
0: (laughs) Look at that Amaro.
1: Yeah. So. um,
0: Amaro. Amaro. I said it like Amaro Ray.
1: Yeah. That's extremely deep Biffle lore right there, Amaro Ray. (laughs) Um, But Adam Kerr is a drunk. Uh, He. I I never 100% understood why he owns this big mansion. He could probably, you know, sell it and uh, buy booze with that and live in an apartment with his daughter, who's his meal ticket, basically. It
0: does feel like there's an easier way for him to get his, like, his liquor fix.
1: Yeah, he's menaced into getting her on the stage there, and then he gets beaten up. So he's kind of being held hostage at the nightclub while Mohini sings Ecto-Teen. And, yeah, if the nightclub is... Banging like, everyone's there, super exciting. And if there was a club in town that had a floor show like this, I would go. <laughs> the idea of having a floor show is gone, though, right?
0: Uh, I mean, they're trying to do something like that at that Spotlight Cabaret place that has a very yeah suspect cocktail menu.
1: You'll have, like, a cabaret show or, like, live music.
0: You can You might be able to find something like this in Vegas. Yeah,
1: yeah. this is closer to a Vegas club where... Um, there was that one burlesque show we went to where every night there would be tons yeah. of burlesque performers. Like, th- that's the closest thing I can think of. Yeah. Uh, but this would be, you know, up until probably the 90s or so, lots of clubs would just have a band that would play and, mm-hmm. you know, people that would sing. So some uh, gangsters on motorcycles uh, that Latia Pathan has sent to abduct Mohini, basically like drive into the club, steal her, get on bikes and leave after causing a huge amount of chaos. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really exciting scene. So then uh, Neil Kapoor, in another scene, is kind of surveying his criminal empire. Mm-hmm. He has various uh, kids who sell smokes or whatever, bring him money. And we see that he's also a cool gangster. Mm-hmm. And then we find out how he got to this point.
0: He runs into an inspector who kind of remembers him uh, as a as a different guy.
1: He was a naval cadet.
0: Yes, and so we get a long flashback of how Neil Kapoor's life kind of uh, changed. A Godgine-esque flashback. Yeah, and he ended up uh, where he is now. And so kind of the, the Cliff Notes are um, his uh, parents were killed in a bank robbery um, with an explicit reference to Battleship Potemkin,
1: mm-hmm. uh, the yeah.
0: baby carriage going down.
1: Didn't see that coming. Some
0: stairs. I was not expecting a Battleship Potemkin scene in this.
1: But I appreciated it.
0: Like, the Bollywood remake of Streets of Fire has a Battleship Potemkin scene. That's, that's a weird... Sentence. It
1: also has like Gogini a one and a half hour sort of romantic comedy in the middle of it as well, which is probably the worst part of the movie.
0: Yeah. While in college, uh, he fell in love with Madhuri Dixit, who's also a friend of his sisters, and so that takes up uh, a chunk of the film, in which like there's like a lot of swimming antics and uh, a lot of like making um, Madhuri Dixit jealous by like talking to one of her friends instead of her.
1: There's Um, some dumbass. lady yeah. psychology type stuff where he says oh i could get any girl in this school to fall in love with me and i'll use this specific principle to do so and it's make her like talk to her friend more than her so that yeah. she gets jealous it's Which kind of
0: like the Ishkavishka section of this of the film
1: yeah and this is where you get most of your uh johnny lever content is yeah. he's one of his disciples of picking up chicks
0: yeah it eventually comes back to the present day where um you know Anil Kapoor is now um, kind of a low-level thug, and um, his sister uh, encourages him to kind of come back so that he can rescue Madhuri
1: Right. She just sends a telegram basically saying that, yeah, Mohini's yeah. been captured. you got to go get her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I like this movie a lot. I think it's too long.
0: I think, yeah. I thought it was too long i think it was jumping around in timelines a bit
1: because there's actually two flashbacks yeah and you could have condensed it into one probably i'm not saying to rewrite the movie but you probably don't need to have him and the inspector sit down twice to figure out what's happening because the first one is the inspector remembering this guy whose life fell apart and then wondering what happened to him and then he picks him up and then he hears the rest of the story like it could have been streamlined.
0: Yeah, and 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 then the rest of the story, he, you know, kind of when he starts to get into crime, ends up going to jail for protecting his sister from getting sexually assaulted, and that part was good. Yeah, it just again, like I, I wanted it to. I thought it was a bit all over the place, and I didn't think we needed to spend as much time in the flashbacks um, explaining people's motivations.
1: All the parts That's- from Streets of Fire, which are girl gets kidnapped, gangster has to go get her. I mean,
0: the main all that
1: stuff was good. We yeah. just don't need an hour and a half movie figuring out why he likes the girl yeah, and their history.:
0: The main plot line, kind of the central driving force in like the, the
1: modern day quote, plot. present line. day. Yeah.
0: Um, that was the most solid stuff. And what really um, impressed me, or, or maybe yeah, that impressed me, but also surprised me about where the narrative went, is it was like Perinda, it was surprisingly dark and bleak.
1: Yeah, well, so, Madhuri Dixit's life is awful.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and that felt incongruous with the kind of college romance aspects. At, the at college romance so, that does
1: descend into Kabir Singh-esque obsession and kind of, like, control. Although yeah. I will say in this that you do get a sense that Madhuri Dixit is also just, like, obsessed with Anil Kapoor. Mm-hmm. Like... They kind of play games with each other to try and make each other go away, but it doesn't work. And that made a lot more sense. It does get, like, kind of physical and aggressive. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's also dishing it
0: out. But what's also really great, and I mean, spoiler for a movie from 1988, is they never reconcile. Like, that shocked me.
1: Yeah. In, in fact, he uh, doesn't really want to have anything to do with her and tells Anna Pumkarri, yeah, I'll go get your daughter for 50 grand. Yeah, he, he's, he's not even concerned about her. He doesn't even love her anymore. It's just, you know, I'll take the money. And we were very shocked, yeah, to find out that he doesn't have feelings for her anymore. He says that he's completely, you know, obsessed with money now. That's all he wants is to mm-hmm. move up in the world. And we thought that he's trying to play a trick on her, trying to make her say we that... We thought
0: it was just going to be another game.
1: Yeah, we when thought... He
0: said, you know, when when his kind of has a little group of gangsters um a little group of thugs when they finally um rescue her
1: in a pretty fun action sequence where uh Lodia Pathon has this whole town full of basically yeah. slaves and there's all kinds of criminal enterprise happening and they blow the whole thing up
0: yeah and she's kind of like oh like
1: thanks Luna for coming for Anil me
0: Kapoor, like she she's like you know like look here I am I'm I'm ready to you know we can be together now and he's like no I don't. I just
1: wanted the cash.
0: I yeah, that was surprising.
1: Yeah, it was a real shock. I and thought. And then,
0: really, the kind of final climactic fight scene of the film is more about kind of Muna convincing uh, his friend, played by um, Chunky Pandey, not to give in to kind of his violent tendencies. It really ends up kind of being more um, it, like I. It was less about kind of the romantic um, mm-hmm. resolution and more about like. Of being like, well, you you don't want to become kind of what I've become. We can. It's another
1: '30s gangster type ending.
0: Yeah. It, oh, exactly. And and I think kind of the inspector coming back in his life has maybe made him realize like what he's lost.
1: He doesn't become a cop or anything either. Like yeah. it, it doesn't have the sort of packed conclusion that you do get in a lot of these type of movies.
0: So on the surface, like I really like a lot of these themes and a lot of these beats. It's just it was put together in a way where I felt like some stuff was unnecessary and some stuff was really dragging. Um, but when it was on, I really felt like it was on.
1: This is one of those situations, think, though, where I think... Um,
0: you get even more flashbacks, too, because you also get the flashbacks of, like, Madhuri Diction growing up and how her mother died. Yeah. And you thought for sure her mom was going to come back. Because I did. didn't see the body. But
1: uh, this is one of those instances, like, Keladi on Kikaladi.
0: Mm.
1: Kakaladi? Keladi and Kakaladi, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one. Where, unfortunately the uh, action parts of the movie have been chopped up probably because the the print is not in good shape. Oh, yeah. So I think this movie is supposed to be about three hours long, but the version we saw was 234, I believe.
0: Yeah, it was a bit shorter.
1: Yeah, so I think maybe there's some connective tissue that was gone, but my guess is probably just bits of the print have gone missing and gotten beaten up, especially in the climactic action sequences at the end because they felt Mm -hmm. really choppy. Yeah, and you know we dealt with could,
0: that was Madam X too.
1: Yeah, it could it could be a you know directorial flourish, but my gut says that it's probably just the print wasn't in very good shape. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ultra Movie Parlor put it up.
0: the The best parts are are the two ecto ecto-teen song sequences. So yeah, and so and kind of stage show. And then when um, Madhuri Dixit has imagined that Anil Kapoor has gotten out of jail for um, murdering a guy who was trying to assault his sister, um, she imagines him singing that song to her. Yeah. Um, and that's a really kind of cute
1: scene. His gangsters scene. are, pl- well, they're not gangsters yet. They're just his, I don't know, goons. That's a cute buddies. scene.
0: And Anil Kapoor kind of playing Madhuri Dixit's kind of imagination of like him was, I think, really fun. hmm Yeah.
1: All that's the songs cool. are great, I thought. Yeah. I like them all.
0: Yeah, I still really liked it. I think maybe we had just kind of, like, hyped it up.
1: <laughs> I think as soon as you get into that flashback of school days, not everyone has to go to school.
0: But it's you don't need thing. to
1: have everyone as a university-educated person for me to respect them.
0: But it is that thing where, you know, it's trying to it's trying to appeal to a very broad audience, you know? So yeah. It's trying to have its action and its bleak crime story as well as um, this kind of, like frothier rom-com at the time. Well, the, right? subtitles like, are yeah, a violent, uh, the
1: subtitle's a violent love story, right? Yeah. And yeah. their romance is actually a little bit violent in, mm-hmm. like, like I was saying, just a little bit more uh, aggressive than I thought was going to happen, and then lots of violence in the modern day.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I liked it. And I know he was fantastic. He's great.
1: Yeah, he really has to go the gamut from bright-eyed young Navy cadet all the way to grizzled, you know, gangster veteran.
0: And and we don't see that progression like linearly necessarily, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, I it, it's it was impressive to me how Anil Kapoor conceived um, that character.
1: I also loved Dirtbag Anupam Kher. He's a real piece of garbage in this film, uh, pimping out his daughter, uh, getting drunk <laughs> just, all the time. He
0: gets so excited when he sees booze. It's just like the look on his face,
1: wearing these sleazy shirts and hats. Um, it's hilarious to think of him in Parinda, which yeah. is a year later, and then Lamhe, a little bit after that, where him and Neil Kapoor are just best buddies. If I remember in Parinda, he sings a song while driving in his police Jeep about how excited he is to go <laughs> see his best friend. Yeah. And then in Lamhe, he's just a goofball. Uh, I wish I'd seen more Anupam Kher in kind of a darker mode films because um, he's actually really good at it. He, just, he's, he's gotten back to it now, where he's in like uh, baby or yeah. other ones where he's kind of sleazy, but like he's a real dirtbag in this movie.
0: <laughs> that was, and I, I loved it. That was something you were so excited about with this film. You were like, Anil Yelkov is playing a dirtbag." No,
1: Anna Popkier is playing a dirtbag. You
0: bag. were like, "Anna Care is playing a dirtbag." We gotta watch this.
1: Yeah, he really sucks, <laughs> but he's fantastic at it. Uh, I like that a lot.
0: So I think over these three films we really see kind of the emergence of of a star.
1: Yeah, know? I mean he it shows his range for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and seeing him go from kind of, you know, the the supporting role of this angry young man in Mashal um, through this romantic comedy to to Tazab which which requires a much more kind of layered performance um with um, with, with with kind of having Tim to shift his, um, personality and his outlook and his demeanor. Um, like this, this is an, a Neil Kapoor, like, um, starring vehicle.
1: And leading to Perinda where he's like, yeah. a I don't know, kind of Michael Corleone esque, uh, you know, f- huge gamut of, uh, emotions he has to run through in that one.
0: Obviously the thing that we're missing is Mr. India, which is, you know, I think where you see a lot of his comedic stuff. is uh, he's comedic and charmingly Kishadi, but overall, this isn't like like because I I do think of him when I when I think of Neil Kapoor, I do think of his like comedy chops. You know, I think of him eating all the fruit and rice. Yeah,
1: I was just thinking that.
0: Yeah, um, so we're not seeing a lot of his comedy stuff um, in in these eighties, which films
1: he's stuff. also good at. Like he's yeah, good at everything. But
0: they are there. Just, Is
1: there a just, thing he's like, bad at? I don't
0: know. I don't know. He's just he's Neil Kapoor, What can I say?
1: Yeah. There isn't a style of acting that I've seen him do badly.
0: Um, so now that we've covered the '80s, at some point we will cover the '90s. It will not be our next episode, but no, um, you know we, we will we will return to Mr. Kapoor. We will. Um, but that, I'm sure he'll come up again. <laughs> but that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, we will be back in two weeks, but in the meantime, Matt, how can people or yeah, hopefully we'll be back in two weeks. We'll see. We will be back. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show?
1: Well, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audio Boom, Stitcher. Savan. Savan, that's a new place. A lot
0: of downloads are Savan, so hello to all of our Savan listeners.
1: Yeah. Apple Podcasts don't listen. Hello, (laughs) Savan. How are you? (laughs) Thank Uh, you for all the downloads.
0: You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron E. Fraser, E R I N E, F R E S E R.
1: I'm at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. The podcast is at Bollywood BollywoodPod.
0: Uh, we are on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Bollywood is for lovers. And if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read them on air, as we did in this episode.
1: Yeah. Don't you want to be cool like uh, that person? Mandy. Like Mandy? You want to be cool like Mandy?
0: Yeah.
1: I want to be cool like Mandy. You? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're not entirely sure what the next episode's about, so... Um, We'll we'll tweet on one of those uh, platforms. Just tell you what it is.
0: Well, we'll tweet on Twitter and post.
1: No, on I'm going to tweet on Facebook. Tweet I'll, on I'll Facebook. find a way. I'll do <laughs> all it. Right, all
0: right.
1: People do it. I think you just link it up. Oh, okay. It's it's kind of lame, but you could do it.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Anyway, bye. <laughs>